This is what flow from Progressive sounds like in one of our commercials. You may have seen one there on TV occasionally. And speaking of motorcycle insurance rates, did you know that our basic motorcycle policies start at just $75 a year? And speaking of speaking of insurance, I just love... And this is how that same commercial sounds on your motorcycle. Yeah, everything's better on a bike. Progressive keeps you on yours. Get a quote in as little as three minutes at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Annual premium for basic liability policy not available in all states. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. This is the Vencast Studio Production. Welcome, welcome to episode 31, week 22 of Riding the Pine. I am Hondo here with Guy MTG back in the house. Boom, boom. We are, this is the last week of the season. Last week of the season is in front of us. So, man, we've gone all season long and we are. Getting ready for the playoffs. We've been on the journey, nice. you know. I think each of us have put up a triple-double every single podcast that we've recorded. <laughs> so we're in the Russell Westbrook Club right now. Definitely. So episode 31, this is the Reggie Miller, Ricky Davis, Terrence no, Ross. we're done. <laughs> Ricky Davis. That's it. You don't, there's no, there's no more names that matter. I mean... Don't list the names then! <laughs> don't list the names! Don't cut this either! Don't cut this can't you cut can't it. you can't list those names i mean, I mean are you gonna really put terrence ross in company with reggie miller and ricky davis i didn't put those names in ricky davis. i didn't put those Yo, names in ricky davis might be a cult hero but um he's wow my, he's my corner hero whoa that's see i i would have gone okay who's all right just off the top who's got the best cornrows and yours is ricky davis i think year? it's ricky davis i mean uh, i'm gonna i gotta go iverson cornrow god I yeah. think he was the, yeah. you know, he's the originator as far as the NBA. I don't know. Tyron Lue was pretty good, too. <laughs> <laughs> the skinniest, whitest black dude. That dude, uh, <laughs> once he got stepped over by AI, he, like, died. Yeah, he died. And now it's just bizarro zombie Tyron Lue right. coaching the Cavs. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> oh, my God. So we took over your segment. No, you absolutely did. Absolutely did. But you know what? We're going to roll it into another segment. Honda, who's who's your favorite dude with cornrows <laughs> all time? I don't know. I have no idea. I'm going AI, probably. AI? Okay. I thought you were going to go John Stockton, but it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, MTG. Welcome back. You know what? We're going to go right into it. So it's been a little while. This is a brand new segment for you, MTG. But you know what? Oof. We're going to throw it up. We got the up countdown. We got the countdown. So you have 24 seconds starting now to share your favorite story of the week. Oh, All right. Yeah. Orlando Magic just signed a random dude from Argentina for the rest of the season due to injuries. Patricio doesn't matter. But what's so funny is they took an Instagram picture in the back is all of their free agents that they're targeting, including potentially trading their star, Aaron Gordon, for a former draft pick that they traded Dario Sarge. You gotta share it faster. You gotta share it faster. You needed the you needed the magic fast break. Are you going in your 24 seconds right now? I'll yeah, I'll go right into my. Times are ticking. Times are ticking. 24 seconds here. Westbrook joins 
joins Big O as the only player to average a triple-double for the season. Absolutely, absolutely incredible. I don't need that much time. This is a fast break. I'm going to score right away. So that's it. You're also- done. <laughs> this is a contentious episode. Yo, that's the way that this is started. I'm going to school both of y'all right now. This is seven seconds or less Phoenix Suns <laughs> right now going on. And all I have to say ice, ice. is tanking is way worse for the league than resting players. Because guess what? If you're tanking, you're resting all your players for multiple games a season. The Laker fans, they don't care if LeBron sits when they come to town. They care that they're sitting Brandon Ingram so they can't win games. Boom. Wow, wow. He steps in, goes on the fast break. Absolutely incredible. Steve Nash, baby. The countdown. The countdown is over. We're gonna we're gonna roll right from the countdown into gameplay highlights from this last week. You know what? We're just gonna we're gonna go right into it. We have to go right into it. There's no other option. So we are gonna go right into gameplay. So 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 we are gonna go. So starting with our RTP game of the week. So starting April 5th, we have we have Cleveland Cleveland at Boston. This was what the Thursday night game. Cleveland ended up winning 114 to 91. Yeah. Um, but there's some interesting stuff going here. The Cavs starters Cavs starters were actually pretty hot in this game, including J.R. Smith, which is just which is incredible. He's been playing like hell, but they decided to go all five starters in triple digits. Like, Braun has an awesome game. What, 36, 10, and 6? Classic. <laughs> what What the hell is Boston doing shooting threes? Like, right. Well, so have you guys talked about in recent weeks uh, Cleveland's up and down play, how the fact they've been playing so bad in recent weeks? Yeah. So, man. like, to me, this is just, you know, like you were about to say, going to Boston and their three-point shooting. Cleveland's living and dying by the three, too. Like, most teams in the league now that are doing well are living and dying by three. So anytime your threes aren't landing you're going to be shit, right? Yeah. So, like, the fact that JR's hitting threes, Kyle Culver's come back and hitting things, all of a sudden they seem like they're back in the mix and they can take on all contenders, right? Or it's actually just like, um, you were playing Boston with a bunch of short short dudes and you hit the threes. <laughs> like, I wasn't I wasn't super impressed by that. I know everybody was kind of like, oh, Cleveland's back, but uh, I'm not, not really. convinced. Yeah. This was a game of the week because this was pivotal for the standings and the end results. That's right. Number yeah. one was on the line. But you know, do do are we, do we think either of those teams are going to have problems with their first round opponents? No, clearly no. no. Yeah. But um, you know, Boston has always been kind of a red flag for me. I don't really know what they are. Mm-hmm. Um, They've always been a green flag for me. So <laughs> yeah, nice. <laughs> but um, train of thought is now <laughs> it's just gosh. <laughs> Cleveland was kind of on a losing tear. Right, they were losing four or five. Yeah, they were losing more than Brooklyn. In the month oh. of March. Ugh. Okay. And so Cleveland was kind of playing this up. They don't want the season to be any longer. They want it to be done. They want to be ready for the playoffs. But they're kind of not in a consistent rhythm. They don't have Kyle Corver and everything else. J.R. Smith is like six, six games in. Yep. They took it to Boston after a bunch of like hoopla, like drama with LeBron saying he's calling out teammates. He doesn't say, he says regular season games don't matter and all this junk. And then he's like, bam. You know, we're ready for the playoffs now. But then they lose last night you know, to Atlanta yeah. without any of their starters. So it's well, like it's another game in, in, in the dock. Yeah. I know. So it's like yeah. Cleveland's very up and down right now, continuously leading into the playoffs. They'll find the rhythm. It's not going to be as straightforward as last season, I think. Yeah. And so they're going to probably use the first series to kind of find their rhythm. Yeah. And yeah. Um, that's where I'm at with Cleveland is they're playing the game within the game. And um, it's smart in a lot of ways. They're using their players more and more. 
that don't need minutes in the postseason, but like they don't have Tristan Thompson. They're lacking some depth, mm-hmm. even though they've done a lot. There's a huge storyline with Cleveland. Yeah. But Boston, on the other hand, they had so much momentum coming into this game. Mm-hmm. They, they may have lost a couple <laughs> just like recently to Chicago and stuff like that. But they could have made a move for a Butler or a Paul George or something. They didn't do that. They were the top seed. They're no longer the top seed. They're not much of a threat, even though they're top seed in the East. Well, think about it this way. I mean, we're asking two opposite sets of questions for these teams coming into this game. We were wondering, what is Boston's ceiling? Mm -hmm. And we were wondering, what is uh, Cleveland's floor? So we were wondering, like, hey, is this the worst they're going to play? Is this streak the worst that Cleveland's going to play? Because if they play worse than this, like, their championship you know, yeah, it's, opportunity it's out the is, window. Going down. Whereas Boston, we're like, hey, if they can beat Cleveland, if they can get the number one That's seed, right. things like that, all of a sudden, when really, you know, at the end of the day, I don't know that we were that surprised by this result in general. It's like, no. oh, hey, if Cleveland plays well and is hitting threes, they're going to beat uh, Boston. And it's like, oh, yeah, if Boston plays a team that has, you know, two of the best players in the league on it, they're not probably not going to win. Right. right? That's true. So, at the end of the day, I think you know, we were asking different questions, and they got answered in the way that we thought they would. <laughs> we thought they There's a funny errors in omissions when I first looked at the stats here. Uh, you had 144 to 91, and I'm like, was it really oh. that big of a blowout? <laughs> Are we sure Cleveland could ever score 144 points? I don't know, but Brooklyn has. <laughs> <laughs> they have the, they have the season high in points this season with 144. Well, that's that's them winning the championship and the lottery at the same time because we know they're doing neither. We're doing, we know they're doing neither. <laughs> they're, they're doing neither. <laughs> All right, a few more games of the week from this last week. OKC over Memphis, 103-100. This is on the 5th of April. Westbrook nearly hits a triple-double in this one, 45-9-10. This is a pretty close game. You know what? I love calling out Andre Roberson just because he, I think he scored like four points this entire game and was starting in this game. God, I hate that guy so bad. Mm-hmm. Um, they, what What's your take on Adams here? Like... What impact will Adams have in the playoffs, if any? I think he'll have an amazing impact because he's just a defensive presence, doesn't need the ball, mm-hmm. and Westbrook is going to have the ball in his hands. Um, he's he's kind of like a DeAndre Jordan light when they do the lob play, when they do like a pick-and-roll lob. Yeah. And um, he's not kind of like a nonsense guy. He's not going to want the attention or anything, so he's gonna just going to play his role, Sure. and he's going to do it really well. Like that's always been kind of a theme with OKC in the playoffs. Is Stephen Adams is playing his role really well. Okay. You guys want to know my secret theory? My yes, my, yes, my yes, super, I did. Super, I haven't let it out. There's like exclusive to RTP right here. Every team that D'Antoni has coached that looks like they're going to go deep in the playoffs has all of a sudden had some <laughs> weird injury or some ejection. Right, Phoenix with the injuries, and then uh, when they played San Antonio and they had those ejections because the fight that one year and stuff like that. They just always had something happen to where Phoenix looked like they were maybe going to go to the finals each time. Right. I think this is going to continue, and I believe how it's going to happen is Stephen Adams is going to set a pick on James Harden <laughs> that injures him so bad that Houston gets knocked out of the playoffs. Does he injure him so bad that James Harden comes back with somebody with somebody armed to take him out? Uh, he's going to injure him so bad that James Harden's beard is going to be in a splint. You know what's going to be funny? Oh, I see that happening. I see that happening where he like kind of flicks his his neck. His chin <laughs> as he gets picked, and it lacerates him like this, and he needs like twelve Ooh. stitches, just like thirteen stitches, like right here. <laughs> and it's like, wait, we can't get to the, we can't, James, James, we gotta do. I'm so sorry, we're gonna sedate you. <laughs> uh, see, oh, that's you know, that's two tragedies in one. So Houston's playoff uh, hopes are dashed. Harden's injured. 
and the beard goes Kardashed. away. <laughs> He's Kardashian. Um, oh God. So oh, I God. mean, that's that's my theory. Like Stephen Adams is going to be so pivotal in this year's championship outcome. Because he's going to be, I, you know. I love uh, that. And he'll also be wearing a nut cup, so, you know, Draymond Green's. <laughs> Actually, I think he's going to wear a spiked cup, so when Draymond <laughs> picks him, Draymond gets fucked up. He gets stuck. <laughs> In the I, nut think, cup? I believe, isn't the correct term for that a codpiece? Codpiece. Okay. Right, <laughs> Stephen Codpiece Adams. <laughs> back, back with the link. The codpiece down under. <laughs> let, let, let's, let's talk about one other topic here. Thoughts on just Memphis going into the playoffs? I mean, I think they're they're locked in what six right now? They're locked in seventh. Seventh. Okay. This game secured them seventh. This but so this OKC was OKC sixth. Yeah, OKC. So this was a six seven. But yeah. but thoughts on Memphis and just what'll actually happen? Kind of no thoughts. They're no. going to be facing the Spurs. Yeah, and, and I feel just, terrible for them. So Memphis has no way of like yeah. competing against that unless there's an off night, which they can't. They, they won't have an off series. Though. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to me, that entire series comes down to Vince Carter versus Manny Ginobili, and who ends up jumping higher? And who ends up in a coffin? Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. You know, whoever ends up jumping higher of the two of them in the series, that team will win. That's nice. my that's my, nice. my prediction. I don't. I'm just. I'm trying to picture it. I just can't. Picture I mean, you th- but which you of the Gasols are going to come out? You know. I mean, they're going to neutralize each other. They're like positive and negative ions. <laughs> they're just like they're going to cancel each other out. And Manu and Vince are going to cancel each other out. And uh, no one's going to cancel Kawhi out. So Kawhi's going to single-handedly dominate the entire series. <laughs> you don't think Jermichael Green's going to have a chance there? Um, unless he changes his name to Jermichael Jordan, yeah. there's no way he's having an impact. Or just Michael Jordan? <laughs> no. I mean, there's copyright infringement involved there. It'll oh, that's why, be, they have the, that's why they yeah, have the jaw in it. Jermichael Jordan. Oh. A <laughs> lot of thoughts going on. A lot of thoughts going on. All right. A couple, couple more games here. Gee, this is... This is a pretty good game that you that you had picked out. This is Toronto, Toronto over Detroit, one hundred five, one hundred two. This is from Wednesday the fifth. Right. Um, this is Lowry's return. So, kind of thoughts about Lowry's return. I mean, he came back. He scored twenty seven five and ten. He hasn't played since what February, mid February. He hasn't played since the All Star break. He yeah. played in that All Star game, and that was his last game that he played. Mm-hmm. That was confusing to me. But um, <laughs> the main reason why I picked this game is because Detroit's not in the picture at all. Yeah. But, Port- or, but Toronto is. Yes. Toronto hasn't been in full strength, but they've been on a tear. And now they have Kyle Lowry. They're ready for the postseason. And any, like, symptoms of doubt with yeah. Lowry getting back in the rotation, how it's going to, f- you know, fuck with everything in the rotations. And he's, you know, debuts yeah. with 27, 5, and 10. Yeah. I think everything's golden with them. I'm really stoked for them. And uh, really hoping that they get into like a second round matchup that's favorable, or well, they get into the final. I was like, gonna say, are they Simons. in the four spot right now, or the, or the three spot? Um, they are. I think they're aren't four. They, aren't I think they're, they're four. Isn't Wiz three? And Wiz then, are three. Yeah, Wiz are three. They're four. It works in their favor. To me, to me I think that's actually better. Yeah. You know. So they well, go. actually, I mean, it's not better for them, and it is better for them. I want to see Cleveland, Toronto play again. Mm-hmm. I want to yeah. see them in the playoffs against each other, and that's the way it will go. Right? It'll be yeah. one, one versus four, but. They'd obviously be better served to play one of those other teams, but then I think Washington, Boston is going to be super exciting. Yeah, in the second round. Mm-hmm. But um, no, I agree with you. I think Toronto is super scary coming postseason, um, and we can get into that more later. But um, yeah, Detroit is lottery bound once again. Yeah, it's <laughs> funny, right? They're benching Reggie Jackson. Yeah, and they've been on record saying we wish <laughs> we benched him earlier. Can, can, can we can we talk in about in favor of Ish Smith? Can we talk about the leading scores in this? Oh. There were Ish Smith and Tobias Harris, both with 16 points in this game for Detroit. Oh, my God. 
Uh, this this, this game was actually pretty good though. They were like they were trading threes at the end. It was a good game. It was actually a, a fairly decent game, irrelevant for you know Detroit in the playoff picture, but whatever. Um, okay, a couple of games. A couple of games. We'll kind of roll these two together. Atlanta over Boston. This was uh, Atlanta, one twenty three, one twenty three, one sixteen from our Thursday Thursday game. This was actually an RTP or. Our, NBA, yeah, yeah. NBA Thursday game, and then Atlanta over Cleveland, uh, one fourteen one hundred from, from from last night. So right. we're talking Atlanta Cleveland all day all day today. It's just uh, buy one get one free kind of <laughs> kind of deal here. But you have like Hardaway Hardaway Junior. and Prince playing like forty plus minutes in this game. Sure, I'm just like huh, yeah, interesting. And Boston has like an incredible like 43, 43 three point attempts and they're just not good at shooting threes. Right. That seems excessive. Like they they need uh, they need somebody from Houston to kind of show them the way. They were wearing those like alternative uniforms this game too. <clears throat> yeah, and I think they benched Isaiah Thomas. They did. Um, in favor of just like a more Avery Bradley, who's I quick I think quickly becoming one of their better players in the team. Was and, this, was this game in Boston or Atlanta? Do you know? Um. All I know I, is... I think it was in Boston. We should be outraged, apparently, for them resting Isaiah Thomas and the fans just paying, t- paying full ticket prices and getting to see the stars that they came to see. I mean, I wish, I mean, where's the where's the Adam Silver confidential email that's leaking talking about Isaiah Thomas's absence from that game? Where's wow. David Stern? Fine. <laughs> just go way back. Yeah, yeah. Go way back. All right. Whatever. I don't, I don't it's really... Cr- it's crazy I, to me, though, because, like, Boston's kind of maybe... Secured in the second seed, maybe they're just kind of casually yeah. coasting. Mm-hmm. But they but lose to, to Atlanta. Yeah, this game was pivotal because Atlanta now is secured in the playoffs by winning these next two games mm-hmm. that we're talking about, which is kind of crazy to me because they were like two and eight in their last ten previously <laughs> to these, and they were still able to make the playoffs. Yeah, but when so winning over Boston, and then they so that's Thursday night, Friday night they win over Cleveland, this one fourteen one hundred game, and. Man, read that out loud. <laughs> Start, starting lineup of Jose Calderon, Tim Hardaway Jr., Torian, Torian Prince, Hershon Elisova, and Chris Humphreys versus Cleveland starting five of yes, the starting five of Cleveland. <laughs> they lost. Uh, crazy because Cleveland was up pretty big. Yep, and then they closed on a twenty to two run. Yeah, I don't lose like you know, Atlanta won with the twenty to two run. I mean, they were hot though. They were shooting like fifty percent from the field, like yeah. oh, plus forty percent from three. Yeah. It was pretty crazy. Um, also, just just going in, just one of the best things from this season that I've seen. Like, is Kevin Love like the best quarterback passer in in the NBA? Mm-hmm. He can he can cover the entire court. Um, probably. Tony Romo just retired from the NFL, <laughs> and the Dallas Mavericks are actually signing him for a play-in day. For the last game of the season, <laughs> yeah, and this is no joke. This is a lighter news segment that we're not going to repeat because it's retarded. <laughs> so no, the answer is no because Tony Romo is. Oh actually my playing. god! Oh my boom, god! Boom! Yeah, you, you, got, got, you got boom you boom. Sh- you got actually right there, bro. Yeah, yeah. Oh my! I got actually on a technicality. You know that's enough. That's enough. That's the end of games of the week. We're moving on. Jeez, so salt. <laughs> Much salt. <laughs> All right, let's get into a couple highs and lows. You know what? The toaster streak is continuing. It lives on. It, it, it lives on. So the little toaster that could. <laughs> you know the story? Yeah. The okay. toast with the most. Young Clay Thompson with his uh, Wemo face. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think as a baby, his face might have got stuck in a toaster, and that's why it's so flat. Oh. oh. That, oh oh oh! So now I make jokes <laughs> about babies, about babies being burned that, by ba- babies and toasters. And all of a sudden, <laughs> it's not funny. Okay, I see. It's you know, the times are just so. <laughs> Talking <laughs> with his hands. Can't you hear me? <laughs> <laughs> Talking with his hands. All right, a couple other, a couple other big stats here. Did I stutter? No, I, I just I don't know how to move on from the hand talks. So, uh, but conti- continuing on, Warriors are the first team with three straight seasons of sixty-five wins or more. That is that is outrageous. It's a lot. It's a lot of wins. Um, it also just kind of shows how like meaningless the regular season is. Yeah, in my opinion, just like we have way too many games. I know with all the discussions about rest and all these other things going on, you know, should we shorten the season? I mean, in a, in a case where we have shortened seasons, records like that won't be broken. So maybe some people would say like, hey, let's just keep up, you know. Let's just keep everything the way it is and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. 65 wins for Golden State. I remember the, so not last year, the year before, I probably watched most of Golden State's games and I was really into it. And those, like, whatever that was, 67 wins, yeah. were really exciting to me. These last two years, it seemed kind of like a slog, you know, in the regular season. I haven't really gotten into Golden State's games as much. It just seems like, yeah. you know, so I'm just saying, like, stuff like this where it's like, hey, 65 wins, where it's like, yeah, it seems like a long ass yeah, three right. seasons for Golden State, you know right. what I'm saying? But then, but then it's like, but, They've elevated so much that the Spurs, the Spurs on this other stat, the Spurs going back to back with sixty wins. It's like, oh, that's okay, but you're not, you're not at sixty five wins. I find that more relevant than the sixty five ones for for whatever reason because they're doing it with the players that are not Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, okay. and Clay Thompson. They're I actually doing it find with it more others. interesting because it's San a system Antonio, versus lack of system. Yeah, no, that's true. San Antonio in their you know in their heyday when they were winning championships they would win the championship like, like every other year yeah, yeah. they would never won back to back it would yeah. go like they would win and then they would let somebody else win a championship <laughs> and then they would win and so on and so forth and so to me like that's always with San Antonio I've always had that kind of rhythm with them and the yeah. fact they went back to back sixty win seasons like think about it they're more consistent than they were in like the Tim Duncan era I know wow how crazy is that to me it speaks to like again to the strength of the league and I think. Right now, you know, with all the great players, we think the le- the league is doing so great. But with all these teams tanking and things like that, I think the NBA is actually not at as much of a high point as people think it is this mm-hmm. year. And you know, I don't know. We can get into that later. But sure. the fact that San Antonio back to back sixty one seasons without Tim Duncan, it's kind of like, yeah, that's eye opening for me. All right, just a couple of couple of quick hits on kind of the main stats. Uh, LeBron is just. Killing it with points this week, about 30 points a game over the last four games. But he's got a ridiculous Whoa. 169 minutes over the last four games. That is outrageous for t- for your star going into the playoffs. I don't get it. Wow. I wow. I do not get that. Kevin, Kevin Love is also kind of running the uh, running the boards this last week, 54 boards over those four games. Nice. Um, yeah, just crazy, crazy minutes like that. Uh, it, some it, Some other kind of advanced stats here. Wiggins ties Westbrook this last week with 93 field goal attempts in the last four games. Whoa. Canadian Kobe. (laughs) Canadian Kobe is kind of like Canadian bacon. Uh, It's delicious, but not quite as good as regular bacon or regular Kobe. But good on pizza. Excellent on pizza. But have you ever had regular bacon on pizza? Have you had regular Kobe? I've had regular Kobe. Kobe beef. Yeah, nobody, no, nobody. No, I get it. No, no, nobody. Is this thing on? It was the, 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 we can edit that out. That's fine. No, it, it, no, no. Just, you just, 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 just keep it. He's talking with his hands again. Okay, okay. 
the the hand whisperer. All right. <laughs> and what, you you must have really dug for this last stat. Rubio has now made 50, 50 technical free throws in a row. Yeah, I just checked my Twitter, and that was on my Twitter feed. So like, that, that was a, the deep dive. That is a deep, deep stat. Yeah, I don't even is. know where to find that. So I mean, that's like Mariana Trench deep. That's like, I'm not really sure what kind of life forms live down there. Deep. Send James Cameron in a submarine to go find that stat. Is it broken out by uh, Flagrant 1 versus Flagrant 2 or no? <laughs> I think uh, we need to do some sort of deep mapping of Ricky Rubio's made and missed technical free throws relative to who the technical was on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just like, does he shoot better when DeMarcus... Gets a technical. Does he shoot less good when you know, like Chris Paul gets teed up? Like you know, I need to know how these these tees. I need to know that stat. You know, I, yep. I think advanced stats are fa- failing. Us I right know. Now. I think so too. I think this needs to be broken down further because I don't think that would tell us enough. <laughs> we need to break it down by season, pre-injury, before injury. You know, <laughs> if his if his beard is shaven or clean yeah. cut, or if it's scruffy. What, what was the pre-game meal? Did he have paella before he went on the court? Just yeah. like you know, a little bit too heavy for him, so he missed some text. After, or yeah. does he do good? Like you know, so there's some Spanish cheeses that he gets imported, and so queso, like he, queso. Mm. <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's it. Deep stats or gouda? I don't know. Up to you. Gouda uh, with pepper jack. I, I don't somehow I don't think that's Spanish that's a Spanish cheese. It can be. Are you sure? Have you tried it on nachos? <laughs> nachos is a Spanish food. <laughs> this, this is terrible. Facts only. This is <laughs> this is where we get our multicultural have you ever put, information. Have you ever right put here. a taco uh-huh. inside of another taco? And then put a tortilla around it, well, and then sold it for three ninety nine. Taco Bell. I was gonna say, since I am not a Taco Bell, the answer that would have to be no. no. Since I am not um, a Taco Bell, I've never heard oh. someone someone have to self declare that they weren't a Taco Bell. Uh-huh. <laughs> Again, uh, no, that's uh, that's Spanish mm. for no. Oh. <laughs> You're right. See. <laughs> the deepest of dives on the Rick. Gone but I'm not done though. Like he had a tattoo on his neck that had his age of his grandmother before she died, and so like you know, rest in peace, grandmother Rubio. But then he tattooed it over. So like now we got to break down the stat of when he made those free throws before okay. the tattoo cover up, and then after. What the was the tattoo covered up with? A Do flower. You know? A flower. Or like one of these like designs of something. Interesting. I mean. That's- that's interesting. I'm painting a picture here. <laughs> no, I mean you're you're a Picasso with the with the pronouns here. I mean it's, it's incredible. The I've, pronoun Picasso. <laughs> P- Pace Picante. Pace Pace Picante. <laughs> pronoun Picasso. That that is it. That un, is it. Un poquito. Yeah. Okay. Oh my God. We're gonna wherever. Por favor, pantalones. <laughs> I'm just doing all the p words. <laughs> We've gone off the rails. Off the rails. It's been a long season, everybody, but we're. We're gonna we're gonna continue on. We're gonna continue on. Are we? Uh, debatable at this point. So Phoenix finally wins one game. They were on a hideous slide. I thought so. I basically I posted Twitter: Is Phoenix gonna lose out, or is just Golden State going to win out for the remainder of the season? I th- think I called this early on. I think both. Or, no, they, Phoenix actually won a game. So oh, the, the f- answer to your question was already it's, it's, evident before yeah. you asked it. That was fine. I, you, I, are you trying to give us odds I, on something I, I, that already I'm, happened? Okay, I'm, the taking odds the, are, I'm taking the fifth. Right? <laughs> so you better take a nap. <laughs> Jesus. So in the four games left, Phoenix going to lose out and Golden State going to win out. Is that now the question? 
Yeah, post Phoenix's win is that? I mean, would you like to rephrase? I, I will. Let me rephrase this. I I said this earlier this week when when the streak was still going. I think Golden State had won eleven straight, and Phoenix had lost had lost ten straight. So who was going to continue? Fuck it. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. 20, 24 seconds I don't care. Zero. It's Phoenix. This, that was like twenty. That was like twenty four minutes on Phoenix Sir, in a really up. bad Sir. bet. Sir, a really bad bet. Give the ball to the referee, or we're going to call you for a delay of the game. This is, you know what? I just, I wish this was a fucking visual podcast because I just, then I, they would understand. I want, I want. Well, they would understand your hand gestures, and we'd also. I want the I want the picture of that fan that got in a fight with Russell Westbrook. That's like where I'm at right now. Looking them up. Hey man, we're fam. Fam, moving on. I forgot this was a basketball podcast. Um, <laughs> apparently, winning is becoming a thing in Los Angeles again. But shut up. The, both Los Angeles. Shut. All right. <laughs> <laughs> He's calling it off. Completely calling it off. No, no, I was just so shocked that you said Los Angeles was about winning that I just couldn't help myself. Yeah. Finish finish the stats. So finish it. <laughs> Los Angeles Clippers has a four-game winning streak, and Los Angeles Lakers has a three-game three winning streak. <laughs> wow. There it is. Brought to you by NPR. Yeah. Uh, incredible. And Walmans. Just Walmans are back. <laughs> Walmans. Walmans. Brought to you by. Free 99. Oh, gosh. I don't. I don't even know. We're just. You know what? I don't know. Yeah, whatever. Whatever no. happened there? We're just gonna go right into it. You we're don't gonna, even know the old mans are no. Okay. I, no, 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 no. We'll go into the old mans. Yeah. We'll go into the old mans. It's been a while since we we were in the old mans. Oh man. Oh man. Oh man. One more time. Oh man. Oh man. So there's four guest appearances in the O-Mans this last week. Mm. So Sam Decker, Sam Decker joins us with, with an incredible 19-minute zero-point performance. He actually injured his hand this game, too. So just all around, <laughs> bless up, fam. <laughs> Welcome. Uh, uh, Dorian Finney-Smith. What? what go, go ahead. Dorian Finney-Smith. Dorian Finney-Smith. Dorian Finney-Smith. 16 minutes, zero points. Myers Myers Leonard has like a frequent he has like a frequent uh, purchase card with us at the Old Man's Lounge. He's been there quite well, a few well, times. Well, not only that, he's season. got a drink named after him. We have named a drink the Myers Lemonade. <laughs> we don't even give him booze at the Old Man's Lounge. I mean, it's it's, it's spiked with a little something, but it hasn't been helping him. Whatever it is. When he and, drinks, when he drinks it though, is it Beyonce's lemonade or is it Wavy God's lemonade? It's more, more wavy God. I think this is more like your six-year-old has a lemonade stand lemonade. <laughs> Ooh, not good. And, of course, one of the brothers, Plumley joins us with 11 minutes and zero points. I love the, bro- <laughs> the brothers, Plumley. Hold on, real so quick. Good. Dude, do we know, is Dorian Finney-Smith, is he a white dude? No, he's, he's all black, okay. everything. I was going to say, because like, we're really close to some, like, I think there's a lot of gentrification going on right now. Oh, like, man, You're right. You 75% right. of the participants are white. Did all of a sudden this, did you guys sell some real estate to some developers and then the white people just We've relocated in? the old man's lounge. What's wrong with y'all? We're looking for advertisers, you know? I mean, you got to represent the, you know, terrible. demographic of America. I, I'm just really disappointed in 
and who voted for who, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, in Trump's America, Re- redistricting. The old man's are, are you re- are you accusing us of redistricting and repropositioning the uh, the estate of the old man's lounge? I, like I said, I think you gentrified the old man's lounge, <laughs> and you're making you know you're doing some redlining, so that's really hard for other people to get in that are not of the caucastic it's, persuasion. It's it's tied it's tied up in one of the Supreme Courts somewhere. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll get back to it in the off season where the where the old man's lounge is located. All right, we're going to go into it. We have to go into it. Because MTG is back, we are going back to the three-man weave. Coming up next. Hey, what's good, fellas? What's oh, that? man, what an answer. The only answer to this question, not even the correct one, the only one, is Russell Westbrook. Interesting. Russell Westbrook. Westbrook. I'm doing how Harlem Globetrotter shit around my body spinning on my finger right now. The second will crying LeBron replace crying Jordan in the memosphere. We are back with the three-man weave. Woo! You know, MTG, so deep. MTG is back in the house. And you know what? And we're uh. we're wrapping up the season. So, I, I I thought of something, and I just I wanted to debate this a little bit. Break it down. There there are a couple of kind of high points from players that came out this season. Yes. Mm. Um. So we have points, boards, dimes, blocks. Let's let's talk about kind of who did it best, and maybe which which mark is the best of the season. So Devin Booker came in with that 70, 70 point performance. We talked about that a few episodes ago. Gobert, Jordan, Whiteside all had twenty five boards in one game. Westbrook had twenty two dimes in one game. Gobert and Lopez both had eight blocks. There's a couple other stats that I think might be interesting. Like, wasn't it this season where Steph uh, broke the single season yeah. or single game record for threes? threes. So thirteen oh, yeah, threes yeah. in a game. Yep. So I think that's a pretty big one. Is there anything else like big that we that we care about? That well, there's some crazy stats like uh, age and stat, age and point total. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, those get into the ESPN realm where you're like right. so and so and first day. Blah, yeah, blah. and PAR and on and off and crap. It's no, really I, think, I think the big four stats are are a good place to start. Um, you know, blocks, assists, rebounds, points, um, steals, uh, steals in a game. Is that yeah. most have a big most steals in a game? Draymond had ten steals because this oh, actually shit. led to uh, to Draymond's uh, triple double performance, and oh, it was a four yeah. by it was a five by. Four. Five. Yeah, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, five yeah, of everything. Five by five. Yeah, but yeah. you didn't have a, no, right. a quadruple double or something. So, so yeah, I think ten steals in a game. For ten, me, ten steals like, is outrageous. That's that's pretty. I mean, oh, I think right, they were. Right. I think they were playing like a, a pretty, yeah, a pretty terrible, uh, a pretty terrible team when it happened. But it doesn't matter, right? Mm-hmm. Like NBA team is NBA team. So um, I think Houston Rockets once took like seventy three point <laughs> attempts in yeah, one game yeah. out of like one hundred and ten. Yeah. So, but, but but let's be, before we go into the like the team basis, just from a from an individual performance perspective. Mm-hmm. Which which one means the most? I mean, the seventy points from right. Devin Booker, we had talked about that. I mean, that, that that's big in terms of where he was as a player. Yeah. But overall, against historical stats, yeah. Chamberlain did it better. <laughs> uh, I mean, I still think that. So, for example, like most dudes, that you think of as prolific scorers, Hall of Famers, et cetera, Like they never hit seventy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. To me, that's seventy true. is really big because. So like fifty, a lot of players have done fifty. Sixty, there's now quite a few players that have done like, sixty, like a dozen, right? Yeah. yeah, and but, but seventy, like it's people. like him, David Robinson, like uh, Will. David Robinson. David yeah, Robinson had seventy one. I listed 71. it off for you that week. I, I don't remember. This is oh. how about this? This seventy point game is the first one that I can remember since, since Kobe. The, since the yeah, right. I was gonna say since the David Robinson seventy. No, I haven't heard anybody else get in the seventies. Right, obviously right. Kobe did the eighty one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but like so, to me, seventy just to score seventy points in any NBA game, no matter yeah, how contrived yeah. it was, no matter so, yeah. how much like it was manipulated you, in a way. Yeah, no matter like to me, seventy still big. Um, I think yeah. So it's, it's some of the other ones like ten steals or thirteen threes, like 
that wild. shit just like you couldn't really think of it happening uh, in the recent past, right? You just mm-hmm. wouldn't really think that anybody was going to hit those marks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and they have like points. I think, you know, we're all hopeful that somebody will hit a, a huge ton of points. Rebounds when it has like 25. So 25 is impressive. 25 I, is a lot. I don't really like. Well, since I, I Kevin Love, I, I don't think there's been someone that's top 30. Okay. But, but like 30 is a marker where it's like, holy crap. Yeah, right. But like tw- 25, <laughs> I don't know. The way that the NBA is structured, <laughs> especially in terms of. Some of these power rebounders like mm. like like Gobert and like Whiteside, I mean, they're just capable of doing this. So, so they get in the twenties and they kind of like phase you out to like what most players actually are capable of doing. Sure. So here's a funny thing to kind of piggyback on that. Russell Westbrook has the highest assist total in this season, I think, with twenty two. Yeah. He's not known for like passing more than the ten dimes yeah. right in a game. Um <laughs> that's Probably the most impressive thing this season for me is the 22 assists from Westbrook. From Westbrook. I think that I think that's pretty good. You know, like yeah, to get that many assists. I also think the way we and might his- we might think about it is like how far above the like the average for the leading right. person in the league at that point. So whoever's that's averaging cool. the cool. most uh, assists per game, how many more assists is 22 than that? It's like more than double. Yeah. Right. The yeah. point thing. Right. That's definitely more than yeah. double. Right. Thir- Thirty-one versus seventy. Right. Versus <laughs> yeah. something like the rebounds is twenty-five. But there's guys averaging like fifteen boards a game. Right. Like Whiteside yeah, yeah. is in yeah. thirteen or fourteen. Mm-hmm. So it's not even quite double the amount of rebounds that. And and that's nothing to say against it. Plus, there's like how many more dudes did that this season? Like three dudes tied for the most. Yeah. To me, that just doesn't get. That doesn't hit the yeah. same level for threes in a game. Like who averages the most threes in a game? And is it isn't that number probably around like if you had to guess, probably like four or five. Made Something threes small, a game, yeah. so thirteen. That's almost triple, it, or like it could be, be triple as many yeah. uh, th- average uh, threes made in a game mm-hmm. for the leader. It's like those kind of things, and like steals. Yo, the average that's great. average steals yeah. is like two for the right. leader two or in the three, league. Yeah. Every, so every ten, year. five times as many steals as the league leader averages. It's a game. amazing. Like to me, those kind of ratios are, are what make those things. It was an incredible team. game for Draymond Green that game too, and they actually needed him to do that. They were going to lose that game without it. Yeah, true. Um, the twenty-two assists though from Westbrook. I'm going to go back to it. Look at his team. Like it's a Brinus who's shooting from three. It's like um, who's shooting from three actually. Mm-hmm. So. It's easy for James Harden to get to 20 assists because he yeah. has that background yep. uh, of shooters. But like an Oladipo would drive with him, you know. So mm-hmm. I find it very impressive that he's been keeping this energy up this whole season. And it's not just because he's getting the points, he's getting the attention. He's also giving it out in uh, meaningful minutes and meaningful ways. Mm-hmm. And 22 assists is just kind of incredible for me. Yeah. If 22 assists came out of Rubio, I'd be like, it's Rubio. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Like it's kind of it should happen. Yeah, one of these days it will happen. Yeah, hasn't. Westbrook is like sixty points is more believable than twenty two assists. So, so slight tangent. uh, Next three man kind of topic. They'll kind of segue really in with that. Here's here's a question for you. Yeah. If for example, say like oh seven Kobe. Yep. Um, yeah, or right. whatever the year was when he won the MVP and yeah. what, like had that streak of 40-point games in a row and stuff like that. That was insane. To me, this Russell Westbrook season has reminded me a lot of that Kobe yeah. year. Yeah. So let's do, let's do this thought experiment. If Kobe from 07 was playing on this OKC team instead of Russell Westbrook, okay. does OKC do better or worse than they do right now? So I, I know it's hard to go back and think about all the players Kobe played with during that era. So I'm not going to ask like, oh, hey, if Russell was on that team, you know, the Lakers were like the eight seed that year. Right. They like just barely been in the playoffs. But Kobe was carrying a team full of nobodies into the playoffs. Do we think Kobe had essentially prime peak Kobe 
on OKC at this time. Yeah, you think does, OKC does better? Yeah, he does, or does better. Worse? I think they do better. I think they do worse. Really? Go. Yeah. I mean, what's up? That's why, an why insane you think that? question. No, well, start it then. Kobe's a great player, but he wasn't the all-around player that Westbrook is right now. Westbrook is okay. faster, stronger in terms of pure strength per you know weight, and also his shot selection is I'm dunking on you, I'm dunking on you, and I'm dunking on you. And then he's doing the pull-up J's mm-hmm. from the fast break. I don't think that's Kobe's game. Kobe's game is I'm going to take the 24 seconds. I'm going to do a fadeaway long two. I'm going to uh, pull up from mid-range. I'm going to drive it in when it's you know opportunistic. But he's taking a lot of time, and he's kind of like he's ISO, of- ISO mellow style play. So right? okay, so to, to to take your point, which which I fully hear that you know Kobe's game is such that he would dominate the ball more, and it wouldn't be as uh, you know as conducive to his teammates yeah. uh, having the output that Russell's teammates are having right now. So here's the question: Even though somebody like Kevin Durant is more efficient than Kobe, right. I would say Durant's game matches very much what you just said. So yeah. if Russell Westbrook had left OKC and it was KD in OKC, does OKC do better or worse, worse. than Russell? Yeah, do worse. worse. So. Is Westbrook? Are, 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 we're, does, ju- we're just doing. We're you're you're rounding to a comparison here. So so all I'm saying is that is that not argument enough that MVP the only season Kobe won the MVP, MVP yeah. and we're saying Russell Westbrook is better for this team mm-hmm. than that isn't that isn't that the argument hard for to Russell say. winning the MVP? It's so hard to say. And I also would like to hear your point because I just talked and then we kind of did a conclusion. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We started going on tangents. I, I do yeah, want to hear. Back. I want to so, hear why um, Kobe would be better. So I was thinking Kobe would be better just from a from a not not from a total output perspective in terms of assists and everything, but just in terms of in terms of added points. I think they, I think he has a potential to win, help them win more games over the course of that over the course of the season. So. Mm. Um, and I think I think that he can take charge even better than Westbrook can. Okay, okay. So true point on that that he wouldn't pass the ball like Westbrook. Westbrook does get his team involved occasionally. Yeah. Um, but on the fast break, who would you rather have? Who gets the rebound? It's probably one of Kobe's teammates gives it to Kobe. So now Kobe has a ball in a shorter clock, clock shot clock situation than yeah. a Westbrook. Who would you rather have in a, in a fast break? Because I agree with you, and who would I w- you want? Who I w- would rather have at the end of a shot clock situation? I would probably rather have Russell on a fast break because yeah. he's a one man fast break. Right? He, he is a one man fast break, but I mean, but what about factors like turnovers? What about mm-hmm. factors like turnovers? So if you have Kobe, if you have Kobe, who's a little bit more controlled than Westbrook on that, and not setting this record for tone, like essentially what ten plus turnovers a game in some of his really. Prolific games. I, no, good point. Like you, you, you change the structure and the dynamic of some of those games, so you add some wins and change, change the season for OKC. So, yeah. Yeah. so my take on this is I'm pretty torn as to you know who would be better for that team, and I actually think it has less to do with the players. So if you just said verbatim it's the same team, I think Russell Westbrook does a little bit better just because. Um, because in today's NBA, the way that he controls and dominates the ball in a way, though, that where he still has to facilitate in certain ways. Yeah. Kobe do- dominated the ball, but he didn't always facilitate, even if it doesn't, doesn't mean assists. Yeah. Getting other teammates in the flow and things yeah, didn't happen. Yeah. But here's the thing. Kobe, almost exclusively, except for a few seasons, played in the triangle. Right. If you said this OK team with Kobe playing the style that Kobe played right. in the triangle, 
Enos Kanter in the triangle is lighting mm-hmm. dudes up, mm-hmm. right? All of a sudden, you get all this movement. You get Oladipo doing all these back cuts. You get you get like the three point shooters all of a sudden with that space. Is interesting. Uh, so if you have the triangle in OKC with Kobe, yep. I think I Kobe's Kobe. better for that OKC because then you get all the movement. You get the teammates involved automatically because it's triangle. And then when you need a bucket, yeah. I still you know Kobe's still. The guy, yeah, right. I, I, so, so like you're saying, you know, end of shot clock, deep game situations. You know, you need to get the thing done. Just Kobe's score. the dude, right? Versus like Russell, we saw a lot with KD. The the knock on him was in these late game situations, right? Instead of giving it up to KD, he would he take, take like an ill advised three. He yeah. would drive in the traffic with three dudes. Yeah. His decision making hasn't always been the best in these crunch time situations. So I think Kobe has the edge there. So, but that's and that's the whole yeah, thing, right? Yeah, so if you think yeah. in a different style, you I know, do. with a different style, then Kobe could have been better, but. The, the whole kind of illustration was just like Russell with this team has maybe maximized the potential of it, right? I know there's been criticisms about like, could he yeah. work yeah. his teammates we've said in this, more? We've said this already okay. yeah, about, okay. about, how about OKC's potential is max. It's been peaked. Yeah. yeah. He can't, he could, he could probably keep this up, which is insane for me to hear yeah. this. And now the triple double is now an afterthought. Like now it's like, huh, triple double. Yeah. Which but is like, who crazy. else is going to step up to make this team a better team? Is it going to be Taj Gibson or, <laughs> you know, who knows? And, um, yeah, and I, mean, I don't think this is the the team that can do anything in the playoffs. It's a great no. regular season team right now because it's a fun storyline. Well, and it's going to be super fun to have them play Houston, where both teams are going to score a thousand points, and yeah, it's going to be like it's going to. That's the best round series we could have hoped so, for yeah. with OKC, right? Yeah. If they were playing San Antonio, if they were playing the Clippers, if they were playing anybody else, yeah. it'd just be kind of boring. Sure. But and I think it's locked. I think it's OKC yeah. versus Houston in the first round. Ooh, I can't Gosh, that's I can't wait. wait. Hey, so okay, let me. Let me just pose a question. I don't know if there's, I don't know if there's an answer here, but it, it was something that came to my 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 mind when I'm preparing for this episode. Closing out the season, playing the last week here, can anybody do anything to make an impact on their value for next season? On value for next season, or yeah. you mean in the MVP? Not MV, not not okay. MVP, oh, not not okay. not closing out awards, but just okay, okay. to either cement their place or change the perception of. Like what their position is, heading into heading into heading season? into contracts and signing okay. signing for next season. Good question, season. man. So with uh, only four games left, so are you including playoffs as well, I'll, or just let's throw playoffs into it as well? Oh, sure. Okay. 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 Hmm. Interesting. Wow, I wow, think. Wow. I think. So I think uh, I, I think of this of more in terms of teams than I do players at the moment. Okay, sure. But okay. I think it trickles down to players. So for example, sure. Toronto. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. If they kind of shit the bed like they have been. The last couple seasons when they get into the playoffs and they don't play anywhere near their potential that they show in the regular season, mm-hmm. guys like DeMar DeRozan and Kyle Lowry will be permanently scarred or marked with this label as like, yeah, you're really good regular season players, but you can't really get it done in crunch time. That's okay. So I, I think, would I would almost say that Ibaka would be the fucking, you know, um, black sheep and all that. They're going to be counting well, him out. I see. I, I think Ibaka has a pass because he's only spent a, a little bit of time with the team. So you, so it's like, yeah, we're integrating a new piece, and you know, he had to like learn the system, and like, I think Ibaka is going to be very pivotal for another reason from yeah. a locker room perspective, yeah, yeah. and all those battles in the Western Conference with OKC. He gets it. He's going to like push them, I think, over the top a little bit. Demar Derozan is turning into baby Kobe, yeah, you know, sure. with his style of game, <laughs> and so like, I think this is the season for Toronto to make some noise, make some waves, maybe I even so. beat someone like Ooh, a Cleveland. I really hope so. And Gosh, so like, that makes me feel so good, right? And so all of a sudden, the narrative on those players changes versus if they just do the same thing, they barely get through round one, yep. get like you know lose 
4-1 to Cleveland. To me, all of a sudden, not only is that team getting broken up and things are changing, but those yeah. players are scarred. So I think, yeah. for like for, back to your question, that's the sort of thing that I look at. Um, obviously, somebody like Indiana, yep, Paul George, I right? Um, I think there's if he can play really well in the playoffs, all of a sudden what Larry Bird can command from Boston or L.A. Yep. to try and trade for him, that's huge and pivotal, right? All of a sudden... We go to from Boston. You know, if, if Paul George plays bad in the playoffs, yeah. right? Just plays average. What does Boston have to trade to get yeah, Paul yeah, George? Yeah. You trade the number one and yeah, they one or two other guys. You're right. But if Paul George single handedly wins a series or yeah. takes it to a game seven in it's the first round against that. Cleveland, all of a sudden is is Boston giving up two two Brooklyn picks and players for Paul George? Like you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I think that's flips. super important. Yeah. So there's lots of situations like that. I won't. I'll let you guys kind yeah. of jump in, but. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad you said includes the playoffs because I think sure. it just narrows my focus just to the playoff teams now okay. as opposed to what I could probably have thrown out there. Sure. Um, I would say, first, Isaiah Thomas. Um, his contract is up very soon, and he's going to be getting probably a max as a 32-year-old hey, short guy. Paid. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. 32-year-old short guy. Um, you can't, can you? I don't know. Uh, build around him. <laughs> like, this is a, a testament to how great of a player he is and how great of a system Boston is with Stevens. But, like, I'm not going to war with Isaiah Thomas. And I still, to this day, have, like, never understood what Mitch said about Isaiah Thomas over any of these other dudes. <laughs> you know, like, I still am like, crying over it. Sleepless nights over it. But this dude, for sure, Isaiah Thomas, he needs to do something in the playoffs. He needs to win a series. If they go out first round, his contract... Is up for debate. I don't know if they move on with him, you know, Boston. I would say the next player um, would easily be like a Paul Millsap, Dwight Howard situation. Okay. They're going to be in the playoffs with, you know, a lackluster team, right? A Tim Hardaway Jr. and a Dennis Schroeder. Like, uh, yep. that's exciting. And Mike Muscala from Minneapolis. Like, <laughs> they need to be kind of powerhouses for that team to have a chance. Dwight Howard is kind of like, kind of rebirthed his. Um, legacy in the league with this team, with mm-hmm. this season specifically. And it's kind of been a good storyline. He's been a Dwight Mayor his whole time <laughs> until then, <laughs> since the whole you know Orlando debate thing. Um, but if he doesn't perform, what is he? He's just a fucking fifth wheel. He's just like an afterthought. Great regular season numbers, and that's it. You know, Paul Millsap, he's also that aged veteran, not a superstar, but star, probably will get a max. Mm-hmm. He's also really old. In terms of like 32 years old. Do you want to pay him? He's probably going to get maxed. Like Atlanta has a lot of questions. And by the way, they're the top five in payroll this season. You know, mm-hmm. like they are in, they are in deep. Yeah. The, the, it's crazy for me to think like that. Like there are so many free agents from Atlanta. I mean, I know just what is this? Like six, four, five, exactly, six. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I would say, um, we're talking a lot about the East, and uh, I don't want to take up too much more time. But on the West, it's got to be the Clippers, man. Oh yeah, they're going to oh, go yeah, out was, first oh, round. Yeah, it's I, it's going to be a great matchup, Utah and Clippers. But and you know, Gordon Hayward is on a contract year. He's going to go balls out. Gobert is not going to want to lose without a fight. And I still feel like Utah's a deeper team than the Clippers. You know, Clippers re resurgent or refresh uh, their bench with Murray, Murray Spates. Like that's not going to do it. Mm-hmm. I don't know what happens to the Clippers if they lose this first round, but more importantly, Blake Griffin. Yep. 
CP3 is going to continue being CP3. Blake Griffin, like but Blake, yeah, Blake. Griffin he's now is. becoming Aaron Gordon. Like, yeah. in terms of conversation about who gets maxed, mm-hmm. he's. I feel terrible saying that comparison because they're equal players or equal. They're not equal players, but they're going to be kind of yeah, evaluated the same now because he's at, he's about a thirty year old player okay. who's not done anything in the postseason. Like, I feel bad, but I also want to say like he's going to get maxed by some team, oh, and of if course. He, and if he just goes out in the first round. His value's done, you know. There we, there we go. So, th- there so, are there are players who have to who yeah. have to show up. Lamarcus Aldridge, I gotta say, like Lamarcus well, Aldridge is on. Like, I don't know what their contract situation is like. No, I think you know he's he's still in the you know solidly in the middle of his contract, and he, to me, his his stature isn't as much on the line. I think people have yeah, sort of yeah. like he you know he's faded into the background. And he's kind of like uh, you know the quiet star right going on, and it, but that's always been his reputation. I don't know that if all of a sudden San Antonio loses in the second round because Lamarcus Aldridge averaged fifteen and seven, like I don't know that that's I don't know that people are really gonna like have their opinion changed to them. So I just don't think the swing is as yeah. big for somebody like yeah. him. I think the Clippers are obviously the big mm-hmm. uh, the big team that 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 affects um, somebody yeah. like. Um, so here, okay. Yeah, go ahead. So the one, the one team that I that I question just in terms of kind of free agency and impacts. What happens to Golden State if if let's say they don't win? Mm. Let's say let's say they don't win. What happens to those to those role players on the bench? Are those are those guys moving around? I don't think so. I don't think so. They don't have the, really the cap room or the flexibility to sit here being saying like oh the reason we lost is because uh yeah no, whatever his name uh, is because uh fair enough you know alonzo gee alonzo gee javel mcgee javel mcgee that's what alonzo g yeah see i uh, I, yeah, yeah. I could like, for some reason it's the been brain, a long time right yeah. left you should have left you <laughs> um javel mcgee like they're not going to be like oh yeah we need to get rid of javel mcgee because we lost it's going to be about the the big four right yeah but, and always the question is if golden state loses are, okay. are any of the big four going anywhere to me the answer is no yeah. if they don't win this this is just more incentive for durant to keep to sign with them again yeah mm-hmm. so they re- so, so that steph can re-up and sign. if sure. they win this year to me, that's actually a little bit more of an interesting case with somebody like KD. He gets his title, you know, saying he went on the little run. You know, he talks about, you know, does he kind of say like, "Hey, maybe I want to go somewhere else." I, I still think either way he's staying, but yeah. okay, I think that's that's an interesting. And then I think I think to your point directly, which was the role players, yeah. which was like the Iguodala's and the Livingstons. No, their career has been completely prolonged by being on the Warriors team. They don't okay. have to do much, and they actually are coasting in the regular season. Soft. They're not playing to the utmost potential. Those players specifically, okay. They're riding their big core for sure. Um, but but if, you're seeing it now yeah. that they're completely coming on and prep for the in prep for the playoffs. Sure, Livingston's going on for like 15, 16 points now. Okay, Iguodala is in top flight right now, and yeah. so they know the game. They, so, I mean, so why they, would they leave the situation? No, to go, I don't like get a little I, bit more money. Here? I don't. I don't think. I don't think yeah. they leave. I just. I just posed. Pose that, I know, I know. Pose that question because if they if they perform, is is their value does their value increase elsewhere in the market yeah. as well? So yeah. Um, all right, interesting. There, 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 does have a case to be made to get paid quite a bit of money yeah. to go on another team. And what's scary is teams like Brooklyn could just fuck up the system by offering a lot of money to Iguodala. No, I see. I, I'm I think Brooklyn is more of a, a destination maybe for somebody like Blake. 
Yeah. Right? It's you, like in you, free agency. You, I don't think you take him as a as a highlight or as a as a spotlight player and yeah. you build around him. Build, uh, yeah. Fill the seats. Yeah, exactly. Fill the stands. You know, saying have somebody on your posters. Have I actually, the star I see power, that happening. Have the cachet. And plus, like, you know, I don't see Blake going anywhere that's not a big market where yeah. he can continue on his like, you know, his commercials, his uh his you know, his kind of public relations image. Like I don't think I don't think he's going anywhere into a small market team. Yeah. You know, he's into comedy and stuff like that. What's the only other place in LA that has a great comedy scene? New York, right? There we go. So, you know, him playing for Brooklyn, I guess he happened somebody like Isaiah Thomas, I guess he playing for Brooklyn. So all of a sudden, if Brooklyn pays Blake and Isaiah, is, oh is, that, a, is that a oh core that's going to win a title? No, no. but it's going to fill a ton of seats. It's going to be a lot more It'll exciting than what they watch. Have. And, you know, <laughs> two little dudes. Their, their Russian oligarch owner will be very pleased <laughs> having that as his, as his core for a few years, right? Like, Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the only other team you could see is maybe like New York. If, if they wanted to sign either of those guys, they could also do that. But I have a feeling the backlash in New York would be really strong versus in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. It would just be nice to have some marquee players. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, all right. There's, cool there's much to digest on this for the offseason. So we will, we, we will come back to this topic. I want to go to one, one more lighter topic for um, three-man. So what are you doing to prep yourself for... For starting for starting the NBA playoffs, Ooh, how how are you getting ready mentally, physically, emotionally? I'm waking up. I'm doing my ten jumping jacks. Okay, I'm getting the hot shower and then I turn it flash. I flash it. I blanch myself. <laughs> I go cold. I'm okay. like, oh, Excellent. oh, hot and Blake cold. Griffin, hot and cold, hot Ooh. and cold, All right. hot and cold. And then I preen. Mm. I do a trim. Mm. Okay, I wear my best clothes that are probably on the floor. Want to be on the hangers, but. They're on the floor. <laughs> okay. That's okay. All right. And I dust it off. Yeah. Tie my shoes. Mm. I go to the game. That's it. At a bar. Not at the game. Because I can't <laughs> afford the game. I go to a bar. At, at a bar. At a bar. And That's I order beautiful. my favorite uh, affordable and edible food mm. and drink. Edibility is important in food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I consume those. And then I'm ready for the game. This and then the game has this, to be on the TV. If it's not on the so TV, this is so fucking matter of fact. I, I don't even. No, if it's not on the TV. Then I turn my head to look at the other TV. And if it's not on that TV, and then I ask the waiter if it's going to be on the TVs. And if the answer right. is no, like if you give a mouse a cookie, we get it. <laughs> we got it. We got it. I, there was no shot clock. Oh, I thought. Oh, I was just like, all right. oh, okay. Yeah, okay, but you yeah. hit you hit the game clock there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hit <laughs> the game plan. All right, MTG. What are you go. doing to get ready? I'm rereading the Jordan Rules by oh, Sam Smith yeah. to get me just excited behind the scenes NBA action feel. Okay. Yeah. I'm listening to my tapes at night of Marv Albert prepping me for success. <laughs> oh, I thought no, I thought it was just your tapes. Like, <laughs> no, no, Marv Albert Ma- has Marv a series Albert. of motivational, Rondo, Rondo, uh, Rondo. you know, motivational tapes that yeah. you know you can help your life be better by listening to them while you sleep. So I'm doing that. I'm also <laughs> stocking my fridge with all kinds of crazy stuff so I don't have to leave the house between when I go to work and when I get home to watch the games. Like so I just have my my shit sure. is stocked. Um, what I'm also doing last lastly is trying to procure as many obscure NBA jerseys as I can. Of course, of course, you you need to. Just for when I go out to the bar like you're talking about so I can just just have just people just be blown away <laughs> by my choice of gear, just to really get people like off their game so that when we start Here's betting. Here's my Luke Longley jersey. Exactly. So when we start betting, they think, you know, they think they got me. Mm-hmm. 
because I'm wearing a Luke Longley jersey because <laughs> yeah. I'm wearing a Ricky Davis jersey. But you're in for the long con. Boom. Hustling them. Taking the, all their money. The long con. Just Boom. getting ready for long it. Long You should wear it backwards Don't inside out. Perfect. That's on your right. feet. All right. I'm going to wear uh, my Darius Miles jersey with the headband. Oh. Y'all didn't see me make the motion, but, you know, with the Quentin. There's a lot of hands. Quentin precarious, Darius. Whoa. Precarious, Darius. I would Darius. say it to you. Hilarious. Hilarious, precarious, Darius. Unbelievable. All right. I'm... I'm gonna break down what I'm doing. So I'm I'm busting out my glasses. I'm busting out my glasses, whoa, cleaning whoa. them up because I'm gonna be watching. I'm gonna be watching all the games, like, all the games, the whole season, the the whole playoffs. Beverage glasses? No, no, eyeglasses. Oh, I, you gotta oh, clarify. I, 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 ocular I, aids. Ocular oh, aids. Man. Clearly, the ocular aids are busting out. I got my jerseys coming out. I'm cleaning up my Nikes. Beautiful. So. I'm uh, I'm taking out a large stack of money to to really hustle people. You in, forgot one in thing in the playoffs. Though. What I mean, Jump what, right are, in. what are your plans for your extensive, deep, incredibly well manicured stance sock collection? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, they're they're coming out. They're laid out by game by night. So I mean, what the people really want to know is: Are you going to bring out the Stockton shorts mm-hmm. with the stance socks mm-hmm. for the people? For the people, for the, pe- the you got to give the people what they want. For for the people, I will. Yeah. Yes, for the people. Also, are you gonna have like pregame? You know how people like simulate games on like NFL uh, 2K and shit like that, or yeah. NBA 2K. Are you gonna are you gonna simulate it with socks? Ooh. <laughs> so like, cl- I might Cleveland on one on one foot and Miami on the other. Oh gosh. Are you going to do like where they did the Jordan half and half jersey where they did uh, Washington and Chicago? Are you going to do the LeBron one with half Miami, half Cleveland? Uh, Sew it together? That's really... Half burned, half Miami. Ooh. Both sides burned. <laughs> we, are, we, are, we are witness. That's incredible. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And I'm also, I, I'm also throwing in some, some, some Phil Jackson zen. You know, just get, get, mm, get, get, necessary. Getting, getting my mind right in terms of winning a championship. It's beautiful. All right, I think that that's going to wrap the three man weave. All right, let's uh, let's. Yeah. All right, we're gonna go to this week in basketball. All right, so we we have some announcements on players of the week. Uh, Damian Damian Lillard and Giannis Antetokounmpo. Mm. I screwed that up, but no, I don't. know. it was so good. <laughs> we're named players of the month for March. Dario Saric and Buddy Heald were named rookies of the month. Curry and Butler are players of this last week. So, I did we pre- we didn't get Butler. We didn't get Butler. We didn't get Butler. I think we got Curry. Um. All right. So, do we have a prediction here? Who's going to close it out for players of the week? Players of the week. You know, it's got to be those like bubble teams that are going to just gonna play their asses off. So it's like, going to be like a Paul George Dame, and man. Damian Lillard. Yeah, Dame. Dame. Dame is on a run. <laughs> Dame's not playing with you, Lames. And I, I want oh. you. <laughs> I want. Yeah, y'all got to acknowledge and admit, and you just need to pay homage to like how excellent that dude has been playing all season. Led the led the Blazers to a playoff contention when they have no business being in the playoffs. Like, <laughs> hasn't it? Haven't they become relevant solely because of Nurkic uh, and Noah Vonleh? So here's here's what I'm gonna here's the theory I'm gonna throw at you guys. I don't know if you've if you've heard this. You know, I think every single like move that Portland makes, like just any any little thing that they do, it takes the league three times as long to catch on to it because it's Portland and everybody like just has just doesn't pay attention to the Pacific Northwest anymore and like nobody watches Portland games or anything like that. So all of a sudden, like 
so they 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 kind of caught on to Lillard and McCollum that that duo, right? The first season, last season, nobody caught on, right? The, every yeah. game they were slaughtering everybody, got the four or five seed, whatever mm-hmm. they end up getting. People figured it out this year, right? right? Then all they had to do was throw in one wrinkle. Oh, hey, we're gonna add Nurkic in. Everybody loses their shit. Portland's yeah. just on a run, <laughs> winning games. All of a sudden, like all of a sudden, people have no idea how to scout Portland because. Right. And people, this always happens with Portland. People always forget, just like and are sleeping on them all the time. Never forget. So I'm just <laughs> <laughs> all I'm saying is, yeah, yeah, Dame putting it on. All right, putting it on wax. I would say I would have rather seen a Jokic in the postseason as a especially especially against Golden State, but I think it's going to be Portland for sure. All right, and I Agreed. definitely think Player of the Week prediction is going to be Damian and Paul George. I like That's it. excellent choice. I like it. All right, let's. Hey, Gee, drop in some news from uh, from the league here from a- Adam Silver this last this last week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know if I really care. I was just booing Adam Silver because I think uh, you know while he's done a great job as commissioner, this last little round of his you know bitching and whining about yeah, resting yeah, players yeah. has yeah. been has just like rubbed me the wrong way, and I could go on I for agree, a long time actually. about it, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, nah. He's not like pressing it. He's kind of saying, you know, softly, gently, don't do this. If you have to do it, do it at home. And if you have to do it at home, don't do it on a nationally televised <laughs> game. But hey, you know what? Keep being you, you know. But meanwhile, he said, you know, we're going to elongate the season. We're going to eliminate back to uh, four games and five nights. He just had a presser recently. And so okay. he just kind of said more of the same crap that we've been talking about and wanting to have. Um, he's also been looking at expanding the last two minute reports for the playoffs. Oh, we we want those. Yeah, and so it's gonna be full yeah. game reports probably, which is crazy to me to to hear about. And like that's gonna be like everyone who's like foaming at the mouth, like the, you know the refs, the refs. They're gonna read all of the rule, all of the you know, the the recap of the game, and yeah. they're like, ah ha ha, they were twenty percent wrong here. Uh, that's dumb. gonna be stupid. And uh, anyways, another report based on what um, Silver said in his presser. Is that the salary cap is going up seven million as opposed to ten million? So it's going to one hundred and one as opposed to one hundred and three, hundred and four million. Sure. So it does put a little hink, you know, a kink in certain teams' armor and what they were looking at doing. Not news right now. It's okay. It's going to be relevant next season. Sure. Um, and another thing, you know, the NBA removed team-employed media from awards voting. You know, they have this <laughs> awards show towards the end of the season now. Actually, it's at the end of the season now. Post-playoffs, post post-playoffs, which is so stupid. and Super stupid. Stupid, stupid. And <laughs> and before the draft, which is hilarious, too. So um, everyone's going to be there. Everyone's going to be dressed up, and then not all of them are going to get awards, and that's going to be hilarious to like see the Dwayne Wade's cry. Um, when Dwayne's cry. Yeah. <laughs> 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 My man, yeah. elbow. <laughs> okay. All elbow. All right. So well, what's crazy though is like yeah. now it's going to be they're on they have to be on point because they're also going to be revealed who is voting for who. Oh, okay. they can't no they can no longer hide being anonymous or anything. Team employed media cannot vote. So a Boston uh, Boston color commentator can no longer vote for Isaiah Thomas. Yeah. For so we're not going to get time. him. You know. Yeah. So. Uh, and then I guess whatever. Finally, uh, in league activity slash doesn't matter, really matter. Um, Patrick Ewing is now the head coach of Georgetown, so I, I like I, it's cool. I like that yeah. though. I like that. You know what? He's he's a Georgetown alum, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so yeah. I mean that just goes full circle, and I th- I think that helps a program like that just yeah, to for sure continue to recruit. they need a little bump. They haven't been relevant for a while. You're right. Yeah, I mean. 
here's the here's the only scary part though. I know he's been getting a lot of good press from a lot of people that wishing him well and like say he should have got a head coaching job sooner. Yeah. Do any of us know if Patrick Ewing is actually a good coach? <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah, I don't no think idea. anyone knows. So like because they've been he's been teaching a bunch of white dudes right in Charlotte. It's true, but you know he was on the Orlando coaching staff for a oh. while, and all like he's been around the league as an assistant in a few places. Right. And so the thing is, is just like there's. I'm not saying there's like, hey, there's a reason why he hasn't been a head coach yet. I'm just saying, let's like the jury's still out. Let's not rush to like congratulate him and say like, oh, it's such a great opportunity, and like I'm really glad he got a job. It's like, actually, can can I see him coaching games first? <laughs> sure. can, I see, can I see if he can actually do it? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not really sure. Like, is it gonna be these, a reverse Fred Hoiberg? <laughs> um, anything's better than regular Fred Hoiberg. So <laughs> that can only. Be positive. <laughs> All right, let's go in. Let's let's. There's a, a a few stories on lighter news, which are which are pretty funny. Gee, you found an absolutely incredible Jeopardy question here. Mm-hmm. So, can you set up kind of what what? I happened? didn't find anything. It came okay. to me. Oh, it came to it you. Came to me. Of course, guys. The answer is the animal <laughs> on this NBA team's primary logo peaked about 75 million years ago. What's your final Jeopardy answer? Hold on. Let's let's each give our answer. What do you say, Hannah? What what is a raptor? Uh, see, I was gonna go with a rocket. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys, congratulations on winning the prize. This woman lost like thirty four thousand dollars, winning winning Jeopardy to losing Jeopardy to going bankrupt. Um, she says, "What is a Timberwolf?" Uh, at least and you didn't guess a sun. What is a sun? Yeah. What is a jazz? What is a jazz? Well, man, at least she knows a little bit about the NBA. <laughs> Represent Timberwolves. I um, mean, can any? Do we have any evidence that Timberwolves are better off today than they were 75 million years ago? <laughs> do we have any evidence Dude, of that? That was the last time we were in the playoffs. I know. I <laughs> it's been a long road. Shouldn't have left you. Left you. <laughs> You know, speaking of roads, there's billboards on roads, and that was my transition. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Give me a dollar. Dame dollar. Um, nope. That <laughs> killed the vibe of my transition. Position. Star wipe. Gordon Hayward, after the end of the season, is going to be a free agent. And in effort to show their support, the fans have, you know, chipped in a grand total of $5,000. Wow. <laughs> $5,000 to keep Hayward for a billboard that he may or may not see. It says stayward. <laughs> How about any idea of a billboard involving Gordon Hayward in any respect should just be avoided. The league just just has it's a it's a plinko thing. Yeah. It's it's a plinko thing and there's a fine. There's a fine associated with it. <laughs> but it. uh what's five thousand dollars <laughs> like what is that gonna do for Gordon Hayward? Nothing. Um, and it's only going to be there for a month. Like, so what's that? He's going to be in the playoffs, you know. Like, he's not even going to see it. But um. All right. So we we just <laughs> we gotta we gotta dig into the last one here. The, the last one here, and this is the only time I've heard of Frank Kaminsky this season is when Skittles are mentioned. So, but <laughs> there's there's a a Twitter a tweet that comes out and essentially saying he was born in 1896, which is. Which is absolutely incredible. So he's celebrating his 121st birthday with a Skittles cake. So <laughs> yeah. absolutely absurd. And Frank, you've uh, continued to become massively irrelevant. And thank you very little. Well, the, the thing that I didn't like about that is that that's not even the most obscure fact about Frank Kaminsky. The fact that he was born 121 years ago. Did you also know that he was named after a hot dog as his entire first name is Frank Furter? <laughs> 
Frank Furter Kaminsky. Frank is gonna. That is going to drive us out of lighter news this week. <laughs> All right. So this next week in basketball, the last week of the season, RTP game of the week, OKC versus Denver. That is tomorrow night, April 9th. OKC versus Denver is also happening Tuesday, April 11th. Games to note this week. We we have Utah versus Portland on the 8th. San Antonio versus Portland on the 10th. San Antonio versus Utah on the 12th. Toronto versus Cleveland on the 12th. Worst games, and these are wretched, people. We have Dallas versus Phoenix on the 9th. Boston is going to completely clown Brooklyn on the 10th. Phoenix versus Sacramento on the 11th. And I don't even. I think they're just giving away tickets on that last game. Did you know that Dallas is resting Seth Curry now? They're, they've benched Seth Curry to rest. They're probably paying Del Curry just to rest him too. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. And my obscure game this week is coming from the Syrian Basketball League. Al Jala versus Al Jahish. I, I don't know. I probably uh-huh. I probably pronounce that wrong. And uh, Trump is going to send someone after me as a result. All right, so that is going to wrap episode number 31 of Riding the Pine. Come back with us next week as we start the NBA playoffs. Uh. So follow us at Riding underscore the Pine and at Guy Dota at How3. If you're in the Seattle area, join us. Join us for a new schedule and follow us on Meetup as we watch the playoffs a couple of times a week. So that will be out on Meetup. Check us out at NBA Thursday. Also, also check out our brand new partner, FanWide. So FanWide creates entertaining viewing experiences for watching your favorite team's games in any city with other fans as passionate as you. Sign up, log in, have fun. Check them out. They're on the App Store. We'll be uh, partnering with FanWide in just a few weeks. For Hondo and Guy and MTG, Guy, bring it on out. Quarter of the week. All right. Uh, So Lance Stevenson is back. He was back. He's not back. He's back. And he was not back. And then he's back again. I think I said that last week, but he's definitely back. And he played against the Raptors in his first game back. For the fans, by the way, for the fans, at the end of the game of a blowout win, Lance put a little lay-in, you know? And actually, it erupted a fight at the end of the game. Norm, uh, Norman Powell, P.J. Tucker, DeMar DeRozan just, like, met Stevenson right after the layup and, like, pushed him, like, shoved him. And he was like, guys, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, right? P.J. Tucker in the post game was like, this is classless, tasteless. There's nowhere in the league for that. You know, uh, Dwayne Casey calls it disrespectful a game. Lance Stevenson replies with an Instagram showing Norman Powell doing a windmill dunk in a blowout versus Philadelphia with literally no time left. And he goes, they got mad at me for what I did, but look at this. All I did was jelly. When Lance Stevenson do it, it's a big deal. This has been a Ventas Studios production. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. 
I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, it's pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.